Welcome to the Reversing Diabetes Podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 145 of the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast series. Okay, so... Today, we're going to talk about buffering. Before we do, I want to talk about the five-day seminar coming up in mid-May. And I do want to point out that I am doing something a little different with the editing of the podcast. So if you have any feedback, 10 cents, opinions, whether the way I present information has been better in the past and it has is now or this is working better now than it did in the past, whatever it is, you got something to say about it, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Send me an email, delane at delanemd.com. I appreciate hearing the feedback. If you just want to send me an email and say hello, I also appreciate that. So the editing of the podcast is going to be different and probably, um, I don't feel like I've ever had this podcast incredibly polished, like it's like super edited or super produced, but it's going to be even more raw in what's presented. So I want to prepare you for that. You're probably going to hear a lot more ums and a lot more so's <laughs> than you have in the past. All right, well, well, let that be what it is. So before we jump into buffering, I do want to discuss the five-day free seminar that's coming up. It will start May 16th through the 20th, so not this coming Monday. This will drop Monday the 9th, not on this Monday, but the following Monday, the five-day session will start. So if you are interested in that session, by all means... Um, send me an email, delane at delanemd.com to let me know you want to be registered, or you can go to my website, delanemd.com, and you can register on the events tab. All of those things are possibilities for you to get yourself involved with this. So this is a five-day session for women with type 2 diabetes who want to learn the basic skills that I teach, the basic strategies that I teach for reversing type 2 diabetes, okay? Today we are going to talk about buffering, but do understand... I feel like the majority of why we eat foods to a point that make us sick have to do with these thought issues, these thought hangups, these thought errors, however you want to look at it. That is the majority of why we are sick, why we as women are sick with type 2 diabetes. You're not dumb. You're a bright woman. You're successful in the things that you do in life. And you are struggling to figure out why you can't stop eating chocolate cake, even though you clearly know chocolate cake is the issue with your type 2 diabetes. That's a thought issue. That is not a I need to know knowledge issue. Do recognize the five-day session, the five-day session that's going to come up here in May on the 16th, that will teach you the strategies. That's going to teach you the science. That's going to teach you what you need to do in case there is any knowledge deficit there. You're going to get that cleared up. 
but recognize what we're going to talk today about buffering is really the issue at hand. Okay, this is the issue. This is what makes the work that I do in my group different than anything you're going to have anywhere else. So let's talk about buffering. So buffering is a term that we use in coaching that life coaches use when we're talking about using something external to yourself to distract or manage the way that you're feeling. So a great example of this is if you are feeling sad and you down a bag of Halloween candy. That's a great example of buffering. A lot of times we call this emotional eating or we call this eating our feelings and we don't see the actual architecture of what's going on underneath okay so what I mean by that is we're feeling sadness and on some level we either believe that we shouldn't feel sad or that we can't handle it that we can't shoulder the burden of the sadness and we need help to not feel the sadness that is buffering when we look outside of ourselves and order to navigate or manage the feeling of sadness and typically we're looking to alleviate that feeling and we believe that we cannot tolerate the feeling or that we shouldn't have to feel the feeling so we're going to find some way to not have to do that some people will talk about buffering as a distraction from the things that they're feeling and again it's the same thing. You're only trying to distract yourself from feeling something that you either feel you have a story about that feeling that you cannot tolerate it, that you should not have to tolerate it, or maybe even as simple as I just don't want to tolerate it. Another example of buffering. Um, this happened for me this week and I actually got coaching on this and that's why I thought how important this is to share with everybody about how we manage our emotions, and how buffering really keeps us from getting the things that we want in life. I was getting coached on not following my schedule, and the question was, well, what else were you doing? And I said, well, I was, you know, I've been Facebooking. I've been spending too much time on social media. And so I had put a boundary on spending so much time on social media. And this is how deep it gets, right? It wasn't even that I just was bored following my schedule and that's why I would want to go on social media. And then I had to put this boundary on social media so that I wasn't doing it and I was sticking to my schedule. But then when it came time to follow the plan of only social media, you know, spending time on social media in a specific time frame, when it came time to do that, that time frame actually didn't work out for me. I was busy doing something else where I could not be on social media. And then what came up was then I felt deprived of the time that I had planned to be on social media. And so for me, like I didn't want to feel deprived. That was the feeling that I was trying to buffer against. That was the feeling that I was trying to distract myself from. That was the feeling I was trying not to experience because on some level, and this was so icky, as I bring it up, I like feel so, I have so much judgment of myself about this emotion and about my beliefs about this emotion. And I'm going to set that judgment aside because it's not necessary. It's optional. But there's a part of me that's like, this is not my prettiest moment. But there was a belief that I had that I shouldn't ever have to feel deprived. We live in America. We shouldn't have to live this way. I felt entitled to not feel deprived ever. And when I was coached through this, of course, it became intellectually very clear. Like deprivation is a normal part of the human experience. I should expect 
as a human being that I will feel deprived at some point in my life. Nothing's gone wrong. My human body can handle the feeling of deprivation. It does not mean there's a problem and I don't need to fight against it. It's just the experience I'm having in that moment. And when I could let go of this entitled feeling or this thought of entitlement to never feel deprived, when I could let go of that story, then my experience of just being deprived of social media time becomes far less intense, far less heavy, and there's no urgency behind it. There's nothing I need to fix when I let go of the story that I should never have to feel that way. And this is where looking at the things that we are doing to buffer really allows us to figure out what's going on. And again, where I talked about like looking at the architecture of actually what's going on. And the moment we just think we don't wanna be sad, but there really are things going on even below that. Like, oh, do I really have a belief that I should never be sad as a human being? Like, is that rational to even think that over the lifespan, I'm never going to feel sadness and I shouldn't have to feel sadness. And I would even challenge that there are times that you want to feel sadness and telling yourself that you don't want that or that somehow something is wrong when you're feeling a way that you want to feel really creates a lot of friction against your authentic experience of what's going on and what the story is that you're telling yourself. So buffering is when we try to use something external to ourselves to manage a way that we're feeling. So not managing or not feeling these bigger emotions, not experiencing and processing these emotions really blocks us from getting to the bigger work that we want in our life. So I want to offer you, yeah, you probably want to fix your diabetes. You want to not eat foods that make you sick, pathologically, physically ill with type 2 diabetes. But also I would offer you probably don't want to be pouring all of your mental energy and resources into managing that. I suspect that you want to fix your diabetes in order so that you can do other things in life big things in life, reach your goals, do the things that you were put on this earth to do. Because it was not, you were not put on this earth just to figure out how to manage diabetes. That was not what (laughs) your role on the earth is, right? But when we become sick with type 2 diabetes and we become sick with type 2 diabetes, typically because we use food in a way that's not biologically aligned with our bodies. And what I mean by that is that the scientific or biological reason that we eat is to provide our cells with fuel to do the work that the cell needs to do. But when we're eating to manage emotions, when we're eating to create entertainment, when we're eating because the clock says we're supposed to, we're not doing that biology. That is not the reason that we're eating. And when we eat, to manage our emotions, to provide entertainment, because the clock says we're supposed to. Instead of eating for the biology of it, when we eat for all of those other things, that is what creates disease in our bodies. My suspicion is that you have things on this earth that you want to do that have nothing to do with pouring all of your resources into figuring out the science on a cellular level about the food that you're eating. You wanna get this biology part this disease part fixed so that you can go on and pour your resources into 
relationships with your family, professional aspirations, community service, whatever it is. It is not that you want to pour all of your energy and resources into not being diabetic. You just want your body to be normal, biologically healthy. So for those of us who used food for non-biological reasons to the point that we've developed a disease called type 2 diabetes, buffering and learning how to manage our emotions is an issue. Like we have to figure out this buffering issue. We have to learn how to feel an emotion and we have to learn to be aware of what our experience is and even what we believe about the experience. And that's really where buffering and the way that I teach it and the way that we use it in coaching is so important to spend time uncovering and unraveling. So some people will have very strong emotions and they don't want to feel them. Again, sadness is a great one. And, and the reason that I like sadness is because it's very clear. We are telling ourselves a story about feeling sad that does not align with what we actually want. And this is true for many feelings, desires for food. We are telling ourselves a story about the desire that does not actually align with what we want. So I'm gonna start with sadness and then we'll go into desire. So sadness, if somebody in my life that I love dies and I am sad, to tell myself that I should never have to be sad, to tell myself that I shouldn't feel sad, to tell myself that it's not okay to be sad, or God forbid, and to tell myself I can't manage the sadness, puts me in a catch-22. Because authentically, I am sad that I lost my loved one. Period. To tell myself that I'm unable to manage that emotion, of course, I'm going to have to look to something external to me to manage it, because I actually do want to be sad. I do not want to be happy. I do not want to be excited. I do want not want to be content. There's no other emotion I want to feel when somebody I love has passed away. There's no other emotion I want other than sadness. That's what it is. Maybe there are some other heavy emotions I want to have also, but I would offer that it is not true that I don't want to feel sad. And when my brain is telling me that I can't manage it, that I can't handle it, that I shouldn't have to feel it, then that creates a lot of friction with inside of me because I am feeling it and it is truly what I want. So being aware of the story that you have about the emotion that you're experiencing that drives you to reach for food so that you don't have to feel the emotion. Like being aware of the story that you believe about the emotion. Again, the deprivation example that I had. I, ha I had a story that like, I should never have to feel deprived. I live in America, I shouldn't have to live like this, right? And although I would never, I would never have verbalized that to anybody, which again is why I'm like, oh, this is not my proudest moment, right? I would never verbalize that to anybody, but I definitely had that, that thought was rattling around pretty loudly in my brain. Same thing with sadness. Like you would never intellectually go to somebody and say, oh, I want to feel happy. I want to feel content. I want to feel energized by the fact that my loved one died. Nobody is ever going to say that because intellectually we know, no, that's not true. 
However, our actions are that we are trying to avoid feeling that emotion. We're going to instead of feel sad and know that this is the time in my life where I'm going to have a sad experience because all of the humans are going to have a sad experience in their life. That is part of being a human being. And when I can tell myself that, then there's no reason to pour myself into a bag of Halloween candy or Easter candy or, you know, Mother's Day chocolate box or whatever. There's no need to pour myself into that. There's no need for me to look for something to help me manage that feeling because I know it's part of what I need to be feeling. That is part of where I'm at right now. So what is the story that you have about sadness? Getting to the bottom of that is going to help you understand what you're trying to avoid experiencing. Not only are you trying to avoid experiencing the sadness, but then you also have this dumpy story about how I should never feel sad, like that's not right. And there's all this injustice that comes along behind it. And then you're going to try to avoid that experience also. It's similar with desire and urges to eat food. I always find this so interesting when I'm working with my clients. I have heard so many times, my clients will tell me they're foodies, they like food. I like my food to be super high quality. I like it to taste the best. I like all of these great things about food. But then they tell themselves they cannot manage their desire for the food. And this is the kick in the teeth, right? Like if your food is the most It is the most amazing thing ever. It has all the texture and the tastes and the fullness and the robustness that food can have. You are also signing up to feel desire for that food because you cannot have it be amazing and great and never desire it. But then when you do desire it, you tell yourself you cannot handle it. It's too much. I can't be tempted. I can't feel the urges. I can't have a craving. I can't desire the food. Because I may not be able to manage it and handle it. This is what I am talking about, about having a feeling and then having a story about the feeling that feels bad. I would offer again that this like this dichotomy of I want food to be amazing and I never want to desire it. There's probably no universe you're going to find where those two things go together. When you have amazing food in your life, that is awesome. You're going to have desire. If you don't really enjoy the feeling of desire, like you just decide you don't like the feeling of desire, then your food is going to have to probably match that and be less desirable. It's pretty simple when you think about it that way. But when we tell ourselves a story that we cannot manage the feeling of desire, that gets sticky. I want my food to be desirable, but I can't manage the feeling of desire. Similar, I love the one that lost and I'm sad about it, but I shouldn't and I can't feel sadness. When we're telling ourselves these stories that are in direct conflict to our authentic experience, it feels sticky. It feels hard. It feels like an uphill battle and you don't know how to manage it. And then, of course, we're looking elsewhere to manage that emotion. So seeing that, that is buffering. That's what we do with buffering, right? Like, I can't handle the desire of candy in the evening, so I think I'll have a glass of wine. But I love the candy. I don't want it not in my life. But I can't handle the desire of it. So I'm going to have to do something else. 
to manage the desire of it. I hear this all the time. What else can I be doing? There's nothing else. When you want a cookie in the afternoon, there's nothing else to do other than understand that the afternoons are when you want cookies. That's all it is. There's nothing else to do. Cookies are desirable. That is a normal part of the human experience. Nothing needs to be fixed. Nothing needs to be worked against. I don't need to buffer anything. I don't need to do anything about that desire. I just need to understand that this is a time of the life where I feel desire. All right, that is buffering. That is, I think, some of the most amazing part of the work that I have done in my life and that I get to do with women is to help them become aware of what their experience is and even what their brain is telling them about their experience. It's some of the most liberating work you will come across. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that if you have any questions, you definitely reach out to me. I hope that you are interested in the five-day session that's coming up on May 16th. Make sure you go to my website, DelaneMD, to get signed up, or you can send me an email, Delane at DelaneMD.com. If this work that we just discussed, this buffering thing, like you know, it's like, yeah, I hit desire and I just don't know how to manage it. Yeah, I feel overwhelmed at work and I don't know how to manage it. Yeah, I feel bored and God, I just... I cannot sit at that desk and feel bored one more moment. If this is the story that's driving you to eat foods that are keeping you sick with type 2 diabetes, reach out to me. My program is for you. There is help to get beyond this, to gain freedom from what feels very constricting at this point. There is freedom from all of that, from your disease, from the food. You can live a naturally healthy life, and it's a lot easier than you might expect. That is exactly what my program does, is help women figure this part out. I hope this has been helpful. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.